Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers and swears. Hello, who are you? Hi, I'm Evelyn Rogers. And I am your all-singing father, Scott Rogers. What are we doing here today? We are singing about the magicians and magicians-related things. And? And what? It's called Philippian Father. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. That is the name of the podcast. (laughs) Yes, this is a podcast about the magicians and magicians-related things, and today we are talking about Season 4, Episode 10, All That Hard Glossy Armor, directed by... Shannon Coley. Hell yeah! It is a good episode. The second to last good episode. It had some good things in it. It had some good things in it. It had some bad things in it. Do you want to talk about the episode? Sure, why not? (laughs) How about a little song, too? Here we are, and we're singing about the magicians. It was, I had a suspicion that I wouldn't like this episode, but you said it was your favorite one. It's not my favorite episode. And I said, do we have to watch it? It's not my favorite episode. And you said we did. Yeah, it's part of the podcast. And then we watched the episode, and there was lots of unnecessary singing, just like this episode. Okay. Are you going to sing more? No. <laughs> well, the episode begins with uh, Penny 23, Julia, and Q. It's immediately after the scene in episode 9, uh, which is Penny coming out of that psychic link he had with the monster, saying, oh my god, guys, you know, the monster actually uh, wasn't trying to get his own body. The monster's trying to bring back their sister. It's so much worse because it's, it's so a woman. It's so much worse because it's a woman. Well, actually, it's because there's two of them, but... Yeah, but we don't know if the sister is a pain in the ass. Well, she is. She's more evil than him. Is she? Why? Because it's just how it is, I guess. No, they figured it out. They said that the monster was only imprisoned where the sister was put to death. Yeah, so the sister is more evil because she died. Maybe she was just (laughs) misunderstood. Maybe she was. Maybe it's just the fact that there's unequal treatment for women than men. Maybe. Where an offense that would be merely imprisonable for a man ended up uh, with a death sentence for a woman maybe maybe so just again another yet another example of Of misogyny misogyny on the show uh, in the magicians yes um but speaking of misogyny we see the monster we see jennifer with a stranger um and she is uh, at a bar, and she's drinking, and she's like, okay, first of all, I'm going to answer your question. No, I don't come here often. No, I don't have any plans. Uh, please don't talk to me. And, you know, the monster, with their usual charm, is like, why does this smell? Play- why does this place smell like death? Because it was next to a hospital. <laughs> it's next to a hospital. And so everybody was there was sick. Just like um, the film reroll Halloween. Yes, three, I know. That's part what I one. Um, because was, uh, <laughs> that's that's our ad. Three minutes in film reroll. Listen to the we film did that re-roll. last. We already did that last. Doesn't week. matter. We can boost it, him again. Shout out to Peter Strait. We love you, girl. Shout out to Andy Hoover. A shout out to Pelicuros and Scott Ayala and Jazz and Jaws Vammer. Yes, and 
Tim. All right, all right. This isn't a and Lisa this isn't a film reroll podcast. Even the film reroll podcast isn't a film reroll podcast. I'm forgetting someone. That's okay. John. All right, John. easy there, Tiger. All well. right, get back on track. That's the ad. Get back three, on. Three minutes in, that's oh the ad. Uh, now we've you done just it. Completely so now we sold don't have out. To, no, you don't know. You don't know. No. There might be a surprise ad <laughs> later surprise on. Surprise ad. Yes. Um, but you know, this woman is. She's like, well, I have to go tell my parents that I'm only going to be sick for another uh, two to three months because she's terminally ill and dying. What is she terminally ill with? <sighs> Something. She's got something. She's terminally ill with plot device. Plot device and or cancer. Um, but the monster... No, she looks too healthy <clears throat> to have cancer. Particularly since she was saying that she was already paying for all this treatment. Because mm-hmm. you saw... You know what cancer treatment does to you. Yes. So she probably has something else. Yeah. Something maybe else. Maybe she has Lyme disease. Maybe. Maybe she has Lyme disease. Yeah. Eat but too many limes. The mo- <laughs> but the monster... Has a fun little conversation with her. Um, and then we cut to Fillory. Margot has been wandering the desert after being exiled. You okay there? <laughs> you gonna need to go to a hospital or something? <laughs> Thanks. No. I'm not go- Well, I am going to the hospital tomorrow, but for different reasons. Yes. Um, hopefully better reasons. Hopefully better reasons. Than cancer. Uh-huh. But, um... No, um, we actually see Margo's little lizard. Mar- Margo in exile. Yeah, she's run out of water. Looking fashionable. She's run out of water. And so she decides to do what any sensible person would do. She's going to lick her lizard. She licks her lizard. She licks her and lizard and immediately... there's only one dual dew drop. They could only one afford little, one dew drop off yeah, the lizard. One little dew drop off the lizard, and then she gets high off a lizard. And who does she see? She but... magically summons Elliot and his Technicolor electric Elliot Technicolor lizard little, coat. His little uh, man whore outfit and his lizard coat. He became a lizard. Liz- he yeah, was a lizard. It's lizard Elliot. Uh, um, Hale Appleman is kind of lizardy anyway. At least if you look at the gecko and then look at Hale Appleman, they both have some. You know, they both have lanky limbs. They both have uh, scaly coats, and they both big have hands. big hands, <laughs> and they both like to sing. Uh-huh. But um, the lizard, Lizard Elliot, starts singing, um, Wait, there should be a get me wrong. Hang on, there should be a, a, some sort of, um, you know, like Benefer or something, right? It should be like, what's Lizard and Elliot? Lizziet? Elliot, We're not El- shipping the lizard with El- Elliot. El- El- Elizard. Because the lizard Elizard. is El- the lizard is Well, no, Elliot, it's a combination. A right. So it should be like, you know, Elliot Lizard or Lizard Elliot or lizard Eddie Izzard or something no. like that. <laughs> She's great, though. We love Eddie Izzard. Um, no, but um, Elliot starts singing Don't Get Me Wrong, and we get this wonderful little dance moment. Where he sings in his little lizard outfit. And he dances on top of a big stack of dirt yep, that you and said he they, around. that they trucked into a parking lot. Mm-hmm. They filmed that in a parking lot. They just trucked. How much dirt do you think they trucked in? Because that was a big pile of dirt. Or did they build like a, a bandstand and then cover the bandstand of dirt to get that elevation? I don't know, man. You don't know. But, wow. come, wait, wait, you're, but you're the fillery expert while here. While the lizard is singing, we see some spooky red sand. Mm, spooky. Delicious red sand. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lizard Elliot is. Did like you notice the lizard lens? Margo somewhere. By the way, hmm? did you notice the lizard lighting lens? 
The the lizard lighting lens? Yes. Did you notice the lizard lighting lens? I looked at the screen. I didn't see the lizard lighting lens. So there's a sequence where he's dancing across the top of the, the dirt pile. There's a lens flare. And there's kind of a lens, lens flare, flare, but on the lens flare is a, is a, lizard. a lizard pattern. Ah. Like a scale pattern. Interesting. So interesting. they used a little bit of scale patterns to indicate that, you know, they're in this lizard dream. Nice. But Margot is being led by Lizard Elliot somewhere, and she eventually passes out from um, dehydration. Exhaustion. Yes. Dehydration. And when she wakes up, she is found by that uh, southern tribe. The, the lizard people. The nomadic tribe. The sleestacks. Um, and they're, like, about to kill her, but they see the brands on her wrists showing that she is an enemy and exiled from Villary. And so, of course, you got to go with, well, if they don't like her, we should like her. Yeah. Which is, of course, I never understood that logic, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just say that if you found somebody who had, like, branded a criminal or an exile from Fillory, that... They're a bad person. <laughs> not yeah. that they're not that they're like going to be your friend or anything. Yeah, but I mean, it all works out badly for them anyway. So yeah. they should listen to my advice. Uh huh. But um, they uh, well, Margo passes out, and that is when we get the title sequence. Yep, and that's the end. Yeah, that's the end of the show. No, it's not. Just the start. It's just the start. So we cut back to the stranger and Jennifer, and it's getting a little creepy for this poor lady right here. And she's like, I gotta go. And she pats the monster on the face. And the monster's like, wait, do that again. <laughs> and Jennifer makes her do it again. And there, and the monster's like, I can, I remember things when you touch my face. Why um, is you that? remind me of my sister. And she's like, ah, I gotta go. Um, I gotta go. And then the monster's like, No, you don't. And they disappear. The two of them. <laughs> yes, the two of them. Speaking of which, well, maybe this is jumping ahead. And I think again, this was kind of a casting snafu. Mm -hmm. Um, when Jennifer eventually shows up with the severed head. Mm -hmm. It's a blonde woman. Yeah. Is that the person from the bar? No, that's Barry. That's the lepre leprechaun. That's the leprechaun. Oh, see, they should have cast the leprechaun or the bar lady as a different hair color. Because mm -hmm. it was too confusing for me. Mm -hmm. I confuse easily. <laughs> yes, you do. Then we see Alice and Katie and Julia and Penny23 and Q, a lot of people. Um, and Alice and Katie have come to the loft to give Julia the book on the binder. And Alice and Julia kind of check in with each other. Is this the binder, the book? The binder is the book, but the binder is also a dude. What? He's a guy trapped in a book. What? He got trapped in a book because he was like, you shouldn't hurt the monster and his sister because that's kind of fucked up. And he regretted doing it, and then they're and then they're like, "You suck, you know the secrets." So they put him in a book, and he speaks in third person. Have we met this character? We have not met this character yet. He's going to show up. Okay. I kind of <laughs> remember him, I think. But... He kind of looks like a crocodile. The guy who plays him, oh. just a little bit. I can't describe like it when you see him. Yeah. He looked like Bosk from Empire Strikes Back. No, he just looks like a crocodile. Do you know what those are called? What? Trambushans. Oh. There you go. You learned something new. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we also learn from Penny23 that he was looking inside the memories of the monster, and he noticed that uh, Enyelias had a emerald ring on. And Julia knows that um, there is a trickster god who worked in disguise who always had an emerald this ring. This is the most 
bullshit. So his name's name's Angus. Oh, he's got a ring on. He must be the god. Oh, he's got an emerald ring on. Like there aren't more than one emerald ring in the world. Yeah. Well, um, Angus. Oh, he's wearing a baseball cap. Ron Howard must be a god <laughs> because nobody else wears a baseball cap. What? Oh, he wears Viking shorts. <laughs> oh, Lance Armstrong must be a god because no one else wears Viking shorts. Mm -hmm. I don't know, does Lance Armstrong ride a bike? I don't know. Oh, how about Michael Phelps? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But um, they, in order to find Angus, they have to talk to a magical creature, a.k.a. a leprechaun. Yet another. And the one time they could have made it, they could have made it leprechaun like the movie Leprechaun. How cool would have that been if it were actually like Warwick Davis? Oh, have you ever seen the movie oh, Leprechaun? I've never seen the movie Leprechaun. You've never seen the movie Leprechaun? No. Maybe that will be our next show. Evelyn no, it will sees not. the classics. Mm -mm. Leprechaun. Um, uh, Sharknado. I've seen Sharknado. Um, the bird movie. I've seen Birdemic. Birdemic. Excuse you. What about um, Robot Monster? Pacific Rim? No, Robot Monster. <laughs> no, I'm not. Classic movie, Robot Monster. <laughs> no, I'm not. How sorry. about Yarg? No. Have you ever seen that movie? I'm not. Featuring Richard Kale Keel from James Bond. I'm Have you ever seen any of the James Bond movies, by the way? I've seen Goldfinger. That's it? That's it. I showed you Goldfinger. I didn't no, show you. Didn't you didn't show only me Goldfinger. I didn't show you. I, I watched you only it twice. In a, I watched it in a dentist's office once. In a dentist's office? <laughs> yeah. Now, Mr. Bond, I expect you to drill. It was the part where he like went to a dinner party or whatever. I don't know. A dinner party. That's it's it. That's all you've seen of Goldfinger is one it's scene. It's kind of forgettable. You've not you've there's Oh my god, there's so many classic scenes in I've that movie. I've seen Spy Kids. Spy Kids is not James Bond. I think I you, know, but it's better. I think no, it's not. There are some good, very good James Bond movies. There's some very bad there's some James really good Bond. Spy Kids movies. Okay, other than the one with Minus Linus in it. That's not even Spy Kids. Which That's Sharkboy that? and Lava oh, Girl. Oh, okay. Well, they're all the same. No. It's the same universe. It Robert is the Rodriguez same universe. says it is the same it universe. It is the same universe. It's the Shark no, Lava no, universe. Machete. Shark Averse. Is it Machete? Was that the first one? Yeah, he's in. No, I know Machete's their kids. uncle. That's that's the same universe. Yeah, I know it's the same universe. It's the same universe. So it's the same universe as. Grindhouse, mm -hmm. and it's the same universe as Machete, yep. and it's the same universe as, um, uh, what's the first movies Robert Rodriguez made? Have you seen those? No, only Spy Kids. No, the El Mariachi. You have not seen El Mariachi? Only Spy Kids oh my and Shark Boy Love Girl, movie. and That's also good. Spy Kids 2 and Spy, Spy Kids 3. Of uh, course, but of you course. know what you should watch with your father as a, as a podcast that Robert Rodriguez is making? No, thank you. Yes. Yes. Do you not? Do you just live to make me unhappy? Yes. Because you didn't even know what I was going to say. Mm -mm. You don't know. You just said no. You just were like, shut it down. I don't care. I don't yeah. care what it is. As long as my dad likes it, I don't like it. I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm just being contrary. You are being. Con you're being more than contrary. Uh -huh. You're being caplerfony. A new word I just invented. Well, speaking of that uh, means contrary and a pain in the ass. Speaking of caplerphony, <laughs> um, <laughs> we we see Margot waking up in a tent, and uh, oh, uh, she meets this woman who says, "Hey, guess what? The red sand is alive, um, and uh, they're demon spirits that attack women." And then guess what they do? 
Well, no, we see some lizards. They sing, la 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 la. They were gonna sing not about yet. the dirt. Not da, yet. Da, da, da. Not yet. For, not yet. First, we see lizard First, Elliot. We, what? First, we see lizard Elliot. Yes. He's still there. He's still a lizard. He's still a lizard, Elliot. And what then, if they had lizard? What if it was just uh, Hale Appleman wearing a lizard? Helmet? A lizard costume? Like a, no, a lizard I mask. Pay for that. Like he could still have his no shirt no, no, on. No, no, no. Lizard costume where his... he's got like his head cut out and like a giant foam body of a lizard. No, that I was thinking so the other way around. Funny. I was thinking he have a big gecko head. No, and then no, it would no, just no, be no. his body underneath, kind of no. like um, body of a lizard. Kind of head like of Hale no, no, kind of like no, no, in no, Alice no, in no, Wonderland, no, no, right? Body of a lizard, head of Hale Appleman. That is that is funnier. So you think? That it would should be Hale Appleman's face superimposed onto that lizard. Liz, lizard centaur. No, not lizard centaur. I just his face, like the cat in what we do in the shadows. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like that. All right, with Matt Berry's face. It's not Matt. Or not Barry. Matt Berry. The other guy, Jermaine. Thank you. Yes. Well, they're separated at birth. Those two. So. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we see, uh, that a woman is having an argument with her husband. He cheated on her and she's yelling at him and a sand demon starts to come out and go get her. You know, but the, um, the sand demon attacks the dude and the foremost, uh, uh, goes, that's the guy that Margot is trying to find. He has the axes, uh, can that can talk? release people who are possessed and he releases the guy who got possessed. And the woman explains to Margot that the, the demon spirits possess women who get too emotional. Okay. First of all. Can we talk about the those lazy ass sand demons? The fact that it's just smoke. Smoke. First of all, I completely and utterly blame Lost for this mm-hmm. because Lost was like, "Oh, let's make a smoke monster," and then there was just smoke. Lost is good though. Lost is no, a good the show. The smoke monster was the worst thing about Lost. But Lost is a good it, show. It was mostly good. The Lost smoke was monster a good show. was dumb. The smoke monster is lazy. And then what happened is that Lost gave everybody else permission to make smoke monsters. So guess who shows up in the Fantastic Four movie as a giant smoke monster? Chris Evans. Galactus. Galactus, the coolest Kirby character. And I'm not a big fan of Jack Kirby designs. But Galactus, you got to admit, with that big purple chicken bucket helmet is is pretty cool, actually. (laughs) Right, and his crop top. Yes, his, and his and his shorty shorts, mm-hmm. and uh, and the fact that they didn't make Galactus like some big giant dude, some and guy. instead made it a Just stupid smoke monster. That was a cop out. And then now we get. Again, just red smoke monster cheapo effects that you that comes with the software package when you buy Adobe Premiere or some uh, shit like that. Yes, it is the laziest, most unimaginative. They spent more imagination on Elliot's costuming for this episode than well, they do because, on that smoke monster. That's because Mogli puts like an immense amount of effort. Yeah, Mogli is awesome. Mogli should also be designing smoke monster or monsters, <laughs> right? Well, because I mean, if they, they put done it with fabric. as much, yeah, sure, that would have been awesome. Right? As a matter of fact, when eventually we get the smoke woman, yeah, like that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. How they make the floaties, like although it looks a lot like, hmm, I wonder if there's any connection because that floaty woman reminds me of the new version of Baron Harkonnen from Dune. And this is a story about getting Haven't stuff out of Dune. getting stuff out of sand. Seen Dune. Precious stuff out of sand. Some spice. All we needed was some worms. They got they have spice. And the lizards are kind of like worms. The, the black right? sand the is tongue. Spice. Yeah, it's like spice. Yeah. So the, the tail Sorry, of spice a lizard. Is space cocaine. 
well, not, well, it's oil is really what it Space is. Space oil. It's oil. It's it's a metaphor about the Middle East and the British occupation of Afghanistan and mm-hmm. Iran and Iraq and all the fighting that happened over that. I still haven't seen Dune. Well, have you seen the original one? No. The David Lynch one? But I do know oh. that... Uh, Evelyn, we have a, such my a man, list. Jean, uh, Jean-Luc Picard, Sir Patrick yes, Stewart's in it. Yes, he's awesome. And he's way better than the Gurney Hollick in... The new Dune. I don't know. I'm just and I also just the see, old Stilgar I just, I just is better it. than the new one. I just but everybody else it. is good. I just want to see it because Oscar Isaac is a dilf in that movie. Uh, he is pretty dilfy. He is, but a dilf. but he is no whoever the guy is that's in the other. Movie. <laughs> I think because you can't remember. No, him. I can't. Although I, I do have that. I do like Timothy Chalamet because he's a he's a good actor and he's young and so he looks more the part from the book. The book is good too. You should read. I'm not once. going to read. You Dune. should try reading a book sometime. I'm... I will leave. Oh, I will leave this really? podcast we'll stop, right now. We'll stop talking about this episode. No, if do you, you want leave. me to pull out my copy of The Magicians? I have one open book right now. One book. That's Sorry, it. The, it's The Magician's Land, actually. It's a third So you've book. read three whole books in I'm your life. I'm reading The Lord of the Rings right now. All right, now. you've read six whole books. And I have, um, I just ordered uh, a bunch of Your other seventh books. book. No, not my seventh book. Good Night Moon. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, awful. No. Speak- you should read Dune. Dune. The first Dune is good. No, I don't. The I'm other not, ones are. We've we had get, this conversation on this podcast. Yeah, and you still dig your little Dune. heels in. Sometimes people. Oh, just... I don't want to read a book <laughs> because I'm being cool by not reading something. I am so contrary. Everybody else loves this movie and book, and I I'm gonna just say no I don't want to read Dune. And I don't I don't like Star Wars either because my dad likes it, and I will never do a book of Boba Fett podcast with him. Because even though he would love to do it with me, he doesn't, you know, I don't want to make, he, because I'm kerfloofy. I'm not going to read Dune. And you can't make me. Well, I can't make you do anything. Yeah, now, We true. already know that. Yeah, I've true. lived with you 20 years. I, I know, know yeah. what I can do and what I can't make yeah, you do. Yeah, so why But do what I can trying? do is get your listening audience to, to say, me, Evelyn, to peer pressure me. Evelyn, it's a I pretty good book. I will never crack. I will never crack. I didn't watch why? Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Squid Game. I'm not going to read Doom. You're like an anti-vaxxer, but for sci-fi. <laughs> what the? You are. You're like, I'm. the government doesn't wants me to do it, so I'm not going to do it. I just don't Everybody loves do. Squid Games. I'm not going to watch. I just Squid don't want to read Dune. I don't want to read Dune because the world loves Dune right I now. I just no, I just don't want to read it because it's a fucking brick, dude. This is from the person that's read the Similarian, the biggest brick in fucking science fiction fantasy history. Similarian is not. It a brick. is a brick. It's, it's like reading the Bible. No, it's not. So so Elf begot Elf, and Elf begot you another heard Elf. The excerpt that and I read elf you. It's super interesting. Elf. It's awesome. Blah blah blah, and then some guy did something. The Silmarillion is actually pretty moving and hey, awesome. Hey, first of all, I read The Similarian, and I read it went way younger than when you read it. Yeah, you read The Silmarillion? I read it when I was in junior high school. I so also there. read The Silmarillion in middle school. Fine, you're copying me. So <laughs> stop you. stop copying me. Stop, Fuck you. Stop hitting yourself. I actually read the whole fucking book. Yeah, dude. I did read the whole fucking book, too. I read uh-huh. it on the trip to back uh-huh. east on Boy Scouts uh-huh. when I made my eagle, and I was going on a bus, uh-huh. and we traveled all the way across. When I read The Similarian, I drove... 3,000 miles in a creaky old school bus that fucked up my back for years. 
Okay. Okay. You you were sitting in a nice Green. cushy room with pillows no, and adequate lighting no. and and not like other boy PE. scouts shouting and spitting at you for, and mocking you for your taste in science fiction and fantasy. You had it easy. Okay. Back in my day, get yeah, off my yeah. lawn. Yeah, yeah. You kerfloofer. Uphill, downhill, both ways in the sun and the snow. Exactly. Whatever, dude. You had to wait for a bus to go to school hey. in the cold. Hey. I had to wait for my mother for three hours hey, to what? show up and pick me up. Hey, guess what? I had to eat olive and 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 cream cheese sandwiches That's for disgusting. lunch. It is disgusting, hey. and they got so <laughs> soggy and gross. And the worst was jelly and cream cheese, and it was just like a big. Wet, and then you come to your lunch bag and it already has like a soap stain <laughs> in it from the sandwich because it's so soggy. Hey, hey, oh, hey, it's terrible. Speaking of I had a terrible, horrible, miserable <laughs> childhood that you, if you had had the childhood I had, you wouldn't last until you were 12 years old. You would have not survived to read the similarity. Speaking of, speaking of soggy sandwiches, yes. Margot decides to sleep with the foremost. Is that, is that what the kids are calling it? And then having a soggy sandwich. No, and then we see to get his axes. Yes. And then we see the Cheerios. Ugh. That's like the worst cut, by the way. In it the was whole really show. bad. It's like she says something, boom, like not even a music cue or a lingering pause on Margot, just boop, right into the Cheerio, which again is infuriating me. Because you don't like Cheerios? No, well, they're mediocre. But <laughs> the the no, the real problem I have with it is just the fact that there's multiples of them. We've had this conversation. Yes, we before. have. But you know what there's not multiples of? Everett and Zelda. And so we see Zelda trying to talk to Everett about... Um, is that that guy's name? Yeah, his name is Everett. Oh, right. And she's just like talking to him about like the magic discrepancies. Honestly, it, their conversation was so boring. I didn't pay attention I didn't to either. it. I just zoned out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but then we see Margot and the foremost smooching away. And uh, Elliot is still there, Lizard Elliot. And she says, oh, you're still here? What are you exactly? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a spirit guide. You're subconscious. So like, wait a second. Do you pieces find, did you, you find the memories. scene where she, they were, she was going to go bone down on the foremost and everybody was just like, Singing around, around while, her yeah. while she's about to fuck him. Uh, yeah, I was like, this is a weird scene. It is and a then, weird fucking scene. And then I wrote, this is but all Buffy's fun, fault. But it's a fun song. This is all Buffy's fault. This whole fucking no, wait, 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 episode. Wait, wait, we see, this would have been a fine first, episode without the scene. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. All of our friends who worked listen, on this show worked very hard and were listen, very proud of their singing. There listen, was no reason for singing in listen, this entire episode listen, at all. Because what I think happened was they were like, Look, we're kind of thin on plot here. Mm. We're getting towards the end. We're getting towards... We've already stretched this out way further than we should have. And we're we're running out of ideas. Oh, let's do... Let's squeeze what, in a book plot let's point. Do what the, let's do what the cool kids are doing over on Glee right now. Because was, was this a contemporary Glee? Glee was gone by this point. Oh, so they were like, we miss Glee. Where where is our Glee? Where's there's God? I miss Leah Michelle so much. God, I miss this Gleeing so much. Chris Colfer, stop publishing books and come back to TV. You're wasting your talent. Nobody reads that crap. Nobody reads a book. Evelyn has proven that nobody reads a book. He has like an A book book series. He's got like six books. That guy's a machine. How does he have the time? I don't know to write all those books. I wrote two books, and it's taken me forever to get my shit together maybe to write a just, third one. Maybe, you maybe I should become a TV star first. Start using timers. Maybe I should be a, a TV star first, and then circle you, back around you, and write a book are again. Are you participating in NaNoWriMo? 
No, and I'm it's, not doing Musto Sharamo either. It's National Novel Writing Month. Yeah, I, oh, there's our ad for today. It's National we already did Novel. Our ad. No, your ad, your ad was weak sauce. Ah! Uh, let's talk about National Writing Month. If you I'm are writing. a writer like Evelyn, but I'm and not doing kind of sort of like me, but not really because I haven't written in years. Although I am published. Um, yeah, yeah. So am I. Yes, you are published. Yes, we know. <laughs> to brag about it. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to be a writer, and you all you have to do is write to be a writer. That's the secret of writing. And then practice so you get good at no, it. No, you just write. Just write. Who cares if you're good at it? Just write. That's the, write, that's the practice. Write from the heart. Bleed on the keyboard, as they say. Yeah, like ink art. Exactly. So then what you do is you write every day, and then you go on to Twitter, and you said, hey, I wrote five words today. And they and go, everyone, everyone goes, yay, yay you're so good. And you get positive affirmation and then you get addicted to it. <laughs> and then you, you need that endocrine rush every day in your head. Otherwise <laughs> you think that you're terrible and the brain weasels come and they tell you what a horrible person you are and how bad you are doing things unless you're doing something constantly to drown out the brain weasels. This is hilarious. And this is my life right here. Who needs therapy? Is... I've got filler and father. <laughs> This is hilarious because I am trying to crunch finish my new chapter of my fanfiction so I have comments to read after I'm post-op. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, read my fic. The chapter should be out if What's I it finish called? it in time. Uh, my Youth, Our Youth. And it's on what? AO3. It's on Archive of Rome. I'm writing chapter nine. I'm finishing How it. How many right chapters now. are in the book? Right now there are eight, but I will have published nine, hopefully, is that by the Monday. Whole story? No, it's not the whole story. It's oh, a work okay. in progress. But right. you should read it. It's about Elliot and Quentin, but if trans. All right. Well, there you go. Trans yeah. rights matter. Read it. Yeah. All right. Trans back... rights do matter. I'm getting my rights. Guess who's not in the, uh, in the, who's trans in this story? Who? Anybody. Any... Let's keep talking about the episode. That is true. It's sad. F in the chat. Um, but we see Josh and Fen. Oh, and I Elliot also wrote this is singing, a mess. All singing <laughs> while watching Margot fuck the foremost. Um, yeah, this is a mess. It's bad. It's really bad. And then we see Zelda and Katie and Alice. And Katie and Alice tell Zelda, hey, you know, we found out that the levels of magic that the library are distributing are, um, there's like a discrepancy. And actually, they're siphoning magic and taking it. It's basically magical embezzlement. That's what's happening. All right. It's wow. boring. Um, but yeah. they're like, we have to find out who did this, you know, and, and Alice is like, Zelda, I trust you with this information because I don't think you signed up to work for an organization that lies. I'm like, I think really yeah. what, at this point, the Zelda main, is a... <laughs> at the main, at this point in the plot, I think that like one of the main characters should just go, you know what? This is all bullshit. Fuck this. I'm going to go work. I'm going to go become a muggle. No, I'm And gonna... I'm just going to live my normal life. I'm... And I'm going to get a job in like some uh, like some dog groomer. No. And I'm just going to fucking Well, I was going to suggest like going off Broadway. Doing off Broadway. Off something Broadway like stuff? Or something like Quentin's that, Quentin's right? like, I'm or, done with this. I'm going to be in Peter. Com and... <laughs> Stand-up comedian. Quentin's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm going to go and be in an off-Broadway production of Peter and the Starcatcher. Or, or he'll be like, I'm going to go take an improv class at the CBCC or whatever. Oh What's it called? God. What's that called? Know. You know, everybody on the fucking, every podcaster on the fucking internet 
is a is a graduate of improv class. We're the last. We might be the last podcast. I've taken improv. Have you taken improv? Really? I'm an oh, acting fuck. major. You fucking ruined it. <laughs> of course, I've taken improv. You ruined improv. it. I had a good bit going here, and you ruined it. <laughs> Pretend I don't take improv. See, the, here's the thing. Do I didn't take improv, so I didn't do yes and. See the bit? I did uh, the bit. Did you see the bit? I did the bit. Uh, uh-huh. Yes and. And you're an actor. And hey, now we have some cred. We can be podcasters because you did improv. Ha ha ha! You're so funny. I'd be good at improv. You'd be good at improv. Did you hear that good improv singing earlier in this episode? Take a class then. Maybe I will. Take a class every time I was going to take a class. Why don't you just take a class at my college? Here's the thing. Here's the sad. Here's the sad story. The ninth. Here's the sad story. Oh, here's the sad story. Be quiet. Be quiet. I'm gonna play my tiny violin. Yeah. Okay. You can play it in the background. All right. So when I was working at Disney Imagineering. They had a wonderful program where they said, look, if you want to do something creative that will like expand you as a human being, you should do it. You have a, here's an allowance of like 170 bucks and you can go and you can do whatever. If you want to like do life drawing, art drawing, you want to write a book, you want to you want to make a short film, you want to go to Poland and live like a Harry Potter character for a week, you can do anything like that. And I said. I think it'd be cool to take improv classes because I consider myself a marginally funny person and I'm a quick thinker. And so I said, all right, I finally am going to get to do this improv. So I went to go sign up for classes. And guess what? Guess what happened? I'll give you one guess. If you've been following this show, you can guess what happened. And the answer is I got fucking cancer. So that's why I didn't get to take improv classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's you. funny. <laughs> and that's funny. See, I told you I'd be good at improv. I'm funny. <clears throat> yes, you're very funny, Daddy. Um, and you know who else is good at improv? Margo. Because improv. All <laughs> podcasters. Because <laughs> they're all fucking improv people. She fucks the foremost and tries to get his access. And he's like, haha, babe, no, you're a slut. Um, and you, you know what? She should have just killed him. Taking the axes and went F this S. No, he and goes, left. Hey, listen, you gotta go and find this black sand and we'll forge you a weapon out of this black See, sand. See, again, they should have said, Look, this that was not the way to do it. They should have said the the axes are keyed to the individual. And if you want to make your own God well, it's killing. A, it's a lie. That's the point. Well, I know it's a, I know it's all lie. But they could have spun a better lie than that. So all right, you're going to read I'm a quote? I'm pulling out the book right now because... I have, One of the six books have, you've read. <laughs> I have conflicting feelings about this episode as a whole. Yes. I love this episode because I think Summer Bischel does an amazing job. Just as like, always. As always, but just like especially in this episode, we just see like a beautiful range of emotion from her. Everything's so intense and nuanced and really just get this beautiful performance. Yeah, look what I wrote. And she's really good. She's like does a really good job singing this episode too. I wrote, this is a good summer episode. Too bad for all the singing. <laughs> um, but um, to me, it's it. I have this conflict of like knowing what the point of this bit was from um, the book's versus how they did in the show and in the show you know i don't object too much to it you know i'm you know if you're gonna do like a girl boss feminist moment um in this episode i'm down for that good for you but the thing about um margo's kind of self-discovery in the desert um was that she kind of it was like she got taken down a peg for being a king uh, or queen in this case and um 
she kind of got to reckon with the deeper parts of herself right. and um, come out like stronger than, than before. And, you know, this happens in the show as well, you know, through the solidarity of the spirits and whatever, you know, she gets her weapons, is all good. But the thing for me is like, she doesn't get any help in collecting any of the sand. She does it and she works for like days until she like fucking throws up and passes out from dehydration and she, you know, collects all the sand and there's a part where she, she, it's basically, she, she finally comes back to the foremost. They find them. She find, they find her in the desert and she has this bag of sand and they're like, Oh, JK, you know, the sand was actually, like, it was nothing. We just tested you because we wanted to fuck with you, and you're not even, like, that great a whore. Um, you know, go back to your king and tell him he can't go conquer us, um, because we've got these awesome weapons, and we're just gonna, like, fucking fuck you. Because during this part in the story, she's telling the story about how she got her axes, and she says she tried to annex the wandering dunes just for fun. Um, but when she goes in, you know, she kind of has this, like, internal discovery that, you know, um, well, this is what the quote is. Um, Just read the quote. Yes, I'm going to read the quote. Dramatically, so, though. Please. I will read it dramatically. <clears throat> I whispered something to him. He had to lean down to hear me. I whispered, I don't need your secrets, secrets foremost, but I'll take your weapons and I'll take your desert too. Then I threw a handful of that fine black sand right in his eyes, and I got off up my knees, and then I stopped whispering. And you can tell your god when you see him that I didn't let you live, but I guess that'll be kind of obvious. See, he'd made a big mistake. He thought when he sent me out there that he was going to crush me, but he was wrong. He made me stronger. The desert made me look at my own secrets, the ones I kept from myself, and I did. And when I came back, I didn't have a weapon. I was a weapon. And it's this, like, really cool, like, character moment for Janet in the story of uh, like you get an insight into what it's like to be her and how we get this kind of deeper nuance into like her sense of self and stuff and I always liked it because it's like you know she's uh having this internal um kind of once over that she she takes inventory of herself and all of her kind of insecurities and she goes no I can be better than this and then fucking murders a bunch of people I kind of um, feel like though she had kind of, kind of they, a moment like that yeah, already they do, in the show they do have a they do have a moment like this in the show and I I love the scene later we'll get to it where Margot has that talk about her dad and how she's been limited and they have that like feminism moment and that's wonderful and I really love that it just I, I, I wish that there was also more of that I think narrative. they were scared of having. I, I wish, I wish, powerful. I wish there was more of that narrative of her being that powerful and being that independent and having that internalized reckoning without the aid of anyone else. Well, and know? and without the, and aid, without the of... aid of the spirit, because the whole point is that she did it by herself, well, and then she comes to that reckoning by herself. Well, but also the aid of. Without the aid of magic, because yeah, in the show yeah. she says, "Oh, you forgot, I'm a fucking magician." Yeah, and, and in, in the book she doesn't use magic. She digs no. with her hands until her hands bleed, and she finds yep. all of those sands, and she works for like three days and continues on after that until yep. she gets it. And it's this whole thing of like she's not using magic uh, for anything, and she's just being a she's being herself, and she's being this person in this desert working and just trying to get to right. this goal. And she's super strong person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it because this is, I really like this episode and it is one of the last good episodes, you know, but I think about that and it's how still, important that scene is to me. And I also don't like that they character. left, I mean, jumping ahead, I don't like that uh-huh. he, they left, that she left the foremost and the kind of the, the woman, the woman alive. Yeah, I would have, yeah. they should, and in, the, in the book, she kills them. Yeah, exactly. She kills them because they tricked her and yeah, it, she was pissed off. Well, also Janet's a badass, but right. you know, well, Janet but, has anger issues, but yes, but we love her for it. Yeah, we do love her for it. Um, but, um, then, but you know, going back to what's actually happening, um, we see Fenn and Elliot and Josh and Katie and Dean Fogg, and they're all singing for Janet, uh, Margo, well, same character, technically, um, Margo, as she goes out to the desert to go and try and collect some of the sand, um, and they circle her as she starts digging, and it's very funny looking. Um, so then we see, uh, Quentin and Penny23 and Julia go into, like, this music shop, and they find a leprechaun named Barry, and she, uh, after ribbing them a little, lets them into a deadly escape room where they have to find the doorknob and key in order to see, get now, into Angus's safe uh, room. That was some real room. dumb D&D trap bullshit. Uh-huh. Right? Again, I kind of feel like the writers are like, let's just fall back on our role-playing game sessions. Right? I, just w- I just wish they would have like a solo episode where we don't cut back to any w- other characters. I wish they would just you know stick with one storyline and yeah. follow that entire storyline for a whole episode i also wish that they wouldn't keep painting like they can't decide they can't whether... decide whether the everett plot line is as important okay. as the monster plot line. you're right but i have a different and, point I'm okay well that bugs me too yeah, just I know. To say. Yeah, well, I know. we know there's multiple things that bug us about this show but what bugs me about this show is they can't decide whether their characters are smart or idiots mm. because in this scene, it's like, ha ha, you're falling for all my deadly traps, ha ha. And then, of course, the solution that they come up with to get out is actually, you know, I don't know if it's clever, but it's like, oh, this is obvious. Yeah. Right? Like, the what happens is the key is essentially above the door. Mm-hmm. And Penny just reaches up and grabs the key and goes, oh, it's above the door. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, Which they is, have to get the doorknob first. Right, right. Yeah, I know. Whatever. That's kind of dumb, though, right? They but, could've they could have smashed the glass. Yeah, they could have just smashed the door, right? But the the thing is that I like that they you know, they solved it simply, right? Like they use kind of, oh, where do you put the key? You know, kind of like it's under the mat or it's above the door jam, sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's, you know, just they're being clever or at least being, you know, thoughtful, right? But then but having them go through all the other rigmarole for that is just again, it's just it's just time wasting, right? It's like it's Oh, wouldn't it be cool if there was a doorknob in a in a gachapon or a, a claw machine, and and they're trying to get it out, and it keeps dropping? Wouldn't that be? And they can't put their arm up because now there's spikes in it, and they'd rip up. It's just whatever. Stop fucking turning everything into a Batman death trap, and just just get on with it. But that's one of the best episodes of Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Which one? The musical episode where he sings about a death trap. Because the music is good in that episode. <laughs> that it's is not, true. And it's only it's one not musical all, episode. It's not all weird, Listen, disjointed, licensed I songs again, that don't really fit what's going on in I the once action. Again, I'm once again saying that the best musical episode is the season three one because all the music in the episode actually serves to aid the plot. All right, all right. 
Um, that's why it's the best musical episode. Music and you get the whole cast singing together, but in a way that like they're actually singing together. It's not just music, lizard tripping or dancing singing. out of context is the biggest cop out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the end credits of Shrek. Where they were like, we can't figure out what to do for the end credits, so let's just have all the animated models dance. But it's right? so fun to it's watch donkey sing in it, sunglasses. No, it's lame. It's dumb. It and just. I it, saw her face. Bah, 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 I believe I'm why are they singing a monkey song? Trace. Bah, 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 and why are they a believer? Bah, 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 what is this about? What does this have to do with anything? I'm in love. What does All Star have to do with that I'm movie? A what? What does All Star have to do with that movie? It's an introduction to um, Shrek. It's about his life. The song is about his life. That he's an All Star? Yeah, that he's an no. All Star. The yes. song is yes, not is. written for Shrek. It's not written for Shrek, but it works in the scenario. I watched a whole fucking video about how the music in Shrek is good. Um, the reason why they use All Star is because that's how Shrek views his life. He is an All Star. He lives in a swamp by himself. He's living it up. He has a great time. He has no other outside connections. He's just the king of his own castle. We get to see a montage of him starting his day where he gets ready and he has his little mud spa bath. He has food. He sets up and he has, has a great time. And that's why we hear All Star. And that's and later guess, why we hear Hallelujah because guess, it's, we get to see what? Fiona and Shrek having guess, that like sad moment uh, they're, when they're this. parallel. Guess what? This isn't. This is not a Shrek podcast. This is not a Shrek podcast. But I'm always ready with Meta, no matter what. All right, can we please always. Shrek forward? You started talking about Shrek, but um, we see Margot digging through the night in the day, and we see Elliot Lizard in parentheses um, singing "Beautiful Dreamer," which is a song that her dad used to sing to her. All right. Um, and she's like, I think let's song, stop talking about this. I think the song your dad sings to you is a better, would have been a better song. Are you going to demonstrate? What? What that song is? Yeah. Um, I could. You could. You, you, you could do like it. a few bars so we don't get sued. Bum, bum, bum. But you just sang like all of, of that I know, so song it's from Shrek. It's, it's not fine. It's We're going to get sued now. We're not monetized. Nobody's paying attention to us anyway. <laughs> no so. Exactly. Sing it. What? The song, the, that, the song that I sang to you when you were a little girl? Oh, when, when I was a child. When yes. you were a child, yes. Bum, 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 bum. That's it. That's all I can say. That's, otherwise, we get sued. No, I sing the Witch Doctor song to you. You don't even know the words to the song to our song. My friend, the Witch Doctor, he told me what to say. My friend, the Witch Doctor, he told me what to do. He said that you'd be mine if I said this to you, and I say ooh ee ooh ah ah ting ting wal wal bing bang ooh ee ooh ah ah ting ting wal wal bing bang. That's all we can play. That's the that's the song that I was taught to make my daughter fall in love with her daddy, and it worked. See now you're you love me. Uh-huh. Because I put you under the witch doctor spell. Uh-huh. And then guess what? What? At your eventual wedding. Yeah. That's the song you're going to dance with your dad to. Oh, boy. Yep. But will it be the Alvin and the Chipmunks version? Or will no, it? No, it's not Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, you it know, he's got a high pitched voice. Dave Seville, who did Alvin and the Chipmunks. Will but... it be the original version or will it be an orchestral version where people can barely tell that it's. No. It's got to be the. <laughs> it's got to be... be the sped up version. Oh, God. Yeah. It's what. It, the, the whole point of the song is it had the goofy witch doctor voice. Uh-huh. And I used to grab your little feetsies and make you dance along with it when uh-huh. I'm changing your diaper. <laughs> 
Um, well, speaking of changing, um, Zelda, we see her checking the ledgers in the library, and uh, she reveals that, yes, the magic is being embezzled. Uh-oh. What a big surprise. What a big surprise. <laughs> big fucking surprise. It took you a whole episode just to say, somebody just could have said, you know what? Magic's being embezzled. Well, someone did tell her, but she had to check for sure. Oh, for God's sake. Um, so then we see Q and Penny23 and Julia, and Penny... Um, and Q are trying to get the doorknob out of the uh, grab machine right. and Quentin almost gets it and then it drops yep. and he's like fuck this you know if I get cut I get cut I'm, and he's going to reach his hand inside because there's spikes inside yep. the little machine, yes. machine. and um, might I say might I just say beep 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 this is another case of Quentin Coldwater suicide watch yeah um now you, we are demonstrate well we are now demonstrated that Quentin does not really care about his body anymore right. and he does not really care about getting injured nope. or you know later we see everyone's drinking and stuff but yep. that's that's another another scene is another but this is one of the another this is another um red flag for Quentin that none of his friends notice Woo! Good friends. Good, good, friends. good friends. Um, but Julia's like, "Hey, silly! I'm indestructible. Let me go get it." You know. Oh, now you think of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remembered. I'm indestructible. And then Barry's if I like, was indestructible the entire my entire life, I'd just be thinking, "I'm indestructible." Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Like I would, it would never leave and my then, consciousness. And then Barry's like, "Oh, Julia, Angus has been keeping an eye on you. We're interested in you." And she's like, "You're gonna let me through the door?" And Barry's like, "Haha, no." <laughs> But then Penny23 finds the key on top of the door, so yes. it's fine. So then we see Margot and... So um, all that witty banter was for nothing. Yep, all for nothing. So then we see Margot and Lizard again. And um, she is having a rough time. It's nighttime now. She's in her little tent. And she's talking about how that song that Elliot Lizard sang, uh, Beautiful Dreamer, was a song that her dad used to sing to her every night. And she talks about how her dad used to call her his little princess. But then Elliot, who is the voice of her subconscious, is like, well, you had the audacity to grow up. And what happened was that... Excuse me. You became a queen. No. Well, what happened was that... Um, he saw what he raised, which was a woman he couldn't control. And so he didn't like Margo anymore. And they, you know, the relationship kind of deteriorated. And she says, you know, he was the one who told me I could be anything. But then, you know, the world makes you choose. You can't be smart and pretty and strong at the same time. You have to pick one. And if you don't, you know, people think you're a bitch or a slut. And, you know, who the fuck does she think she is? That's what Margo says. And so then Elliot says, you know, that's why you hit first because you don't want them to know what's under all that hard glossy armor and oh, ding use the title and that's the title episode. of the episode that's hey, also a quote from quentin it's when he's a... yeah he um we i forget which book it's in it might be it's either the magicians or it's it could be one of the three i honestly don't remember right now um but he it's when he's look he looks at margo and he's like thinking about like is there anything actually under all of those layers of hard glossy armor is what he says because he can't figure her out because right. she has so many walls up hey speaking of which hey i give you permission to be pretty and smart and tough thanks i appreciate that yeah i'm already all three so well, i know you are already <laughs> three. How, how do you think you got that way uh because my... you had parents that yeah. supported you thank in you. all of those areas thank you we love you Thank you. I love you too. Um, but you know, Elliot says to Margot, uh, well, Lizard Elliot says, you know, wind and sand reduce mountains to rubble. Are you stronger than a mountain? 
And Margot says, I'm a king. I'm not a goddamn princess. I'm a king. And Elliot says, you know, you were a king. Um, but she says, I'm still a king. And then, she, you know, she's like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't get this right. I'm, I'm the king of manipulation, king of pointless rage, king of I can't do this, king of he was right, you know. And Elliot's like, well, that's not true. And she's like, that, that's, you're just saying what Elliot would say, but you're actually me. And we both know that it's right. And Margot just, she stands up and, you know, Lizard Elliot's like, don't get angry. And she's like, I'm angry every second because I know who I am. And, you know, the only thing I ever did right was be your best friend, but I fucked that up too. I didn't even do that right. And, you know, and if I could, this bag would be full. And then she just screams in anger and rage. And it's a beautiful scene. Um, Summer Bishop is an amazing actress. And yep. during the scene, like, you can really see, like, just the range of emotions going through her face. It's so beautiful. I love it a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we see the sand monster. But it's actually, plot twist, a girl! A woman. <laughs> it's a woman! Yes. And she's talking in Margot's thoughts. Yes, and you know why she's talking in Margot's thoughts? Because they didn't want to pay her. Because the writers were fees. like, that's a great way to get around having to write anything good. <laughs> and so the writers couldn't think of anything good for the sand they creature. They want to get to... around union fees for well, the actress. maybe that too. But I think mostly it was like, this is going to be a really hard scene for us to write anything really profound and, and wonderful. Let's just Let's just bullshit our way through it. Mm -hmm. But Margot asks the sand spirit, you know, why do you do such uh, terrible things to other women? Um, and the, and like, the sand spirit answers and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, again, not having to write yep. anything. So then we see Q and Penny 23 and Julia and they finally get through the door and we see Angus. And he's like, haha, got you bitches because he hides behind his desk. Why is like every... Um, God an asshole? Well, that's part of it. That's, yeah. Why is everybody on this show... Because they don't have empathy. Why everybody on this show who aren't the main characters as annoying as fuck? But mostly, why are every God character like a skinny white dude with like a shitty beard and mustache? I don't know, man. Right? Because that's also... What's his face? And that's also... Bacchus. What's his... Bacchus. And it's also... Like, well, the other god was Iris, and she... No, no, I'm talking about um, the jackal or whatever his name is. Oh, Reynard, but Reynard right. the fox is... In the books, Reynard the fox is, in fact, a, a guy with a fox head. Right. Uh -huh. Which is much cooler yeah, than sorry, a dude. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, see, um, this would go with my gecko-headed uh, uh, Elliot, right? No, body of a gecko, face of Hale uh, Appleman. No. It's funnier. It's funnier. Is, it like a, is that like a mermaid with a fish for a head and exactly. a woman for a bottom? Yes. Oh. Um, but Angus... She's like, why would you do the other way? The other way is stupid. <laughs> um, but Angus is like, ha ha, lol. That's a Red Dwarf. I know, I, I've watched Red Dwarf. Right. But Angus is like, ha ha, lol. Your anxieties are glowing, especially this one, he points at Quentin. Um, and he's like, you know, given all this terrible spiel, and he's like, ha ha, guys, you know, happiness is a choice, you know? It's fine, I don't have to be scared. Oh, Juliet, you're still afraid of dying? <laughs> That's stupid. Um, you'll get over it eventually, don't worry. But you know what? I'll get into my fallout shelter. Just let me remember my password. Boop, 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 boop. Dumb. Oh, no, that wasn't it. Let me do it again. Dumb. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, shit. Dumb. <laughs> it just keeps doing that for Dumb. like five minutes. Yeah, what a fucking waste. Of <laughs> but um, then, and, and you know, the whole time Q and Penny23 and Julia are like, we, you have to hide, bro. The monster's going to fucking kill you. And he's like, no, no way. I'm not scared. 
You know? That goes on way too long. That yeah. would have been better if he was just, they're like, hey, the fucking monster's going to kill you. And then the monster And he's like, ah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then bip, and then that's it. So then we see Margo with a whole bag full of sand. And they're like, damn, that's pretty impressive, but it's not going to work. And she's like, oh, I already know that this, you know, I already know that. And, you know, the spirit actually told me that she's here to help women. And it'll do whatever it takes to help women, including get me all this fucking sand. Um, so then, you know flashback but you see the sand yeah we see the flashbacks of the sand and stuff and then they're like haha what are you gonna do about it we're just gonna like get rid of you and margo's like well you forget i'm a fucking magician and she just force blasts them yes. and then should've she <laughs> yeah she should have killed them and she destroys all of the um vials that have the sand uh spirits in them and we see dean fought we see basically the whole main cast coming out to yeah, sing alice yeah to sing um, as Margot does all her, go- her so are, girl are, boss are, are shit. Are Quentin and Alice not good singers? Jason Ralph, I know, is insecure about his singing voice. All right, but what um, about Alice? I think, I think, I also heard that Olivia is a little insecure about her right. voice. But they're both pretty okay, you Yeah, know? they're fine. Yeah, they're not bad at it. Um, I expect and them while, to be horrible. And, and while we see uh, Margot doing her girl boss shit, um, we also see Angus you know, being murdered. We also see Barry's decapitated head. The monster comes in and gets him. And then Penny, 23, uh, travels everyone away before they get attacked, too. Oh, is that what happened? I thought yeah. the monster made them all disappear. No, no. Penny, 23, traveled them away. Oh, okay. Um, so then we see Margo, and she's like, hey, you know, these spirits are here to serve you, all of you. We don't need these axes to depossess them. Just ask the spirit to, like, leave your husband's body. And one of the girls does. And so they're like, yeah. And Margo's like, yeah, you know, make him do the laundry for you. It's all good um so then we see q and julia and all the rest of the like gang you know we see katie and alice and penny 23 and stuff and um q is drinking uh he's separate from the rest i have to point this out quentin is sitting separate from the rest of the group at this point um drinking by himself and julia comes up to him and she says you know this isn't over and quentin says yes it is and this is the first time that we see We've seen Quentin, like, give up on anything. I also have to point out. Um, so this is uh, another uh, beep, 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 Quentin Coldwater um, uh, suicide watch. This is uh, another um, uh, for those of you, warning signs that none of his friends noticed. For those of you playing the drinking game at home. Yeah, the drinking game. Um, and, you know, Julia's like, you know what? I'm going to become a god again. And I need you. I need you to remind uh, me what it's like to care for other people. These guys are such fucking yo-yos. And here's, here's the thing. Here's my thing. Julia uses the same, uh, like, not Julia, Penny, normal Penny, uses the same line of dialogue on Quentin in season two um, after Alice dies. Right. When they go through, the, in the Flying Forest episode, they go through, Quentin finally find he has the pocket watch, you know, he collapses down in the field and he cries about Alice, and Penny says, you know, I need you, I need you to stick around, man. And in that moment, uh, that's what Quentin needed. But at this point in the story, at this point um, with Quentin as a character, that's not, like... It's more, that's it sounds not more what selfish he, That's not what he needs to hear anymore. Right, it's right. not, I need you, it's, I'll help you, or right. are you okay? Right. And he doesn't get those things, and it's another, it's another, you know, kind of uh, downward spiral for Quentin, my boy. Um, and well, it's because just, the writers are writing him off, right? Yes, they are. And it just sucks, because, you know, 
um, if you if you don't notice this, then when you get to the episode, it's not as obvious why he made that decision. But if you notice throughout the entire fucking season, he is just on a steady downward spiral, and you see all of these moments that culminate in his final actions. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, but then we see Zelda. She. Uh, is she like ding dongs on the door and we open the door to her and she's presumably coming in to like help out the gang so then we see lizard elliot one last time and he's singing beautiful dreamer as margo starts to walk up and she walks up to lizard elliot and she says you know i know you're just a reptilian hallucination but i miss you so much and i promise i'm gonna get you back and he disappears and becomes a lizard again and that and lizard then we had see, a full acting day and then we see margo walk off back to fillory and she uh is singing beautiful dreamer and then in the end credits we see uh hale hale and summer is singing together in a duet and it's great and that is the end of episode 10 there we go yeah All so right, well, what'd you think of it what'd you think i think no. that it is a good episode how would i how would i rate it is that what you're asking no, that's not what I'm asking. I know, you're just asking what I think. I'm just asking your general thoughts. I like it. I like this episode a lot. Um, no, what are you rating not, it? I'm, what am I rating it? I would rate this episode a 4 out of 5 god beans. I really like this episode. It is not my favorite episode, but uh, I personally think there are too many songs in this episode. Yes. I think the one where she's, like, fucking foremost does not need to be there. Gross. I think the Storm Coming one is pretty fun, and mm-hmm. I love Don't Get Me Wrong. That's mm-hmm. my favorite rendition edition of the song actually yeah. beautiful dreamer i also enjoy the duet yeah. at the end but i do feel like it's kind of shoehorned in there um i don't know i feel like they should have reworked the script a couple more times yep. and figured out when exactly they were going to have musical moments in order to like really tighten it up it doesn't do what a good musical does yeah it, which is it uses music as an emotion when the emotion gets too heavy that's when people you start saying yeah and instead it's just kind of the songs are inserted in there right. which is why once again season three uh is a better is musical. the best musical episode because yeah, well, the music serves a purpose and it shows emotion the best musical episode is the music meister from batman yes Brave that is and the true Bold. that is true that is true but uh of course the magicians uh <laughs> the, the that other episode is the best one actually i wonder what is considered the best musical episode of any of all time yeah. obviously it's the buffy the is vampire. It obviously the buffy i mean the obviously, buffy one is really good because they have original music that serves right. the plot and everything is well, still is catchy enough musical, that you can right? listen to it separately well, the batman brave and the bold is original that's music, true yeah. but i think more people watched buffy than they watched brave and the bold How dad dare they um but yeah i'd give it a four out of five because it's a good episode i love summer bishel's acting in this episode i don't give a shit about the everett plot i don't like watching quentin be sad but it is adorable when he does almost get that doorknob and he gets really excited and he puts his hands up in the air. And he also looks hot in like this one shot um, when when the monster comes in. Um, but yeah, uh, how would you rate this episode? Well, not on the Quentin hotness scale. That's, that's, that's sure. always an 11 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I'd give it like a 35, I guess. I think the... 3.5 or a 35? No, 3.5. Um, I think the summer plot is good, but the singing is, I think the song choices are poor. Um, and there's a few, um, cast members. I have some issues with some of their, uh, performances. Um, but, uh, we don't need to go into that because, you know, they did their best. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, it's not, again, like you said, not the best musical episode on mm-hmm. the show. Um, and the El Everett stuff, I don't even remember, like, I was, to this moment, I still don't remember what it was. Yeah, it's boring. And, uh, and it just, 
it I can really again kind of feel the you know the, the momentum late, is the late season malaise you know is mm-hmm. like is definitely set in it's you know again this show would have benefited by being tighter schedule ten shorter episodes, episodes nine episodes a season maybe I don't know yeah but yeah it's the same it's the you know this is the same old song and dance now for mm-hmm. the magicians literally and figuratively oh, well which is just you wait um but. Uh, All right, so that what, was the that was the second was, to last good episode of the magicians. Yeah, don't yeah, don't oversell it. Um, all right. Well, what's going on in the world of the other magicians, the well, human magicians um, out of the real world? In uh, January, I believe there's going to be a Galaxy Con where you can see uh, Hale Appleman, Jade Taylor, Summer Bishill, and. Uh, 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 Brittany Curran. Um, they're all going to be at GalaxyCon, I think, doing panels, but Where's definitely Galaxy doing Con? meet and greets. It's going to be online. Um, right now also is when the artists are registering for their MH- MHEA um uh fix, which is super exciting. I got to pick my, I got to send in my um kind of bids for fix the other day, and I was super excited by all the options that I saw there. So I'm really excited. Now wait a second, do they like pick you or no? Is so. It's a big bang, basically, which means um, the writers get to pick a prompt and then they write it, and then uh, the artists get to see what the prompts are and they get to pick. Right, based but who off gets the to choose? So it's first come first. It's first come first serve. So I'm going to put. I so I put down the things that I wanted to be paired with, and so depending on if I'm the first person who requested that, the oh. earliest, then I get to so, choose. Then I get my first and I'm sure choice. You were like, and I get paired. I did have a timer set <laughs> for when I could submit mine because I was really excited. By now, all did the you choices. know ahead of time what the choices? Were? I did. We get to know about um like a couple days before we get to look at a list and see what nice. our options are. Um, and also I had the benefit of being a returning artist, so I had I got to do it a day yeah, before priority. everyone else. Oh, um. Nice. Which was very cool. Privileges of of rank. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but yeah, so that's happening um as well, uh, which is pretty cool. And you know, also, uh, if you're looking out for it, uh, Summer Bischel, um, Trevor Einhorn, and um, Rizwan, I'm blanking on his last name, are all teaming up to uh maybe do a short uh film or something together. They posted on Instagram about it, which is pretty cool. Um, and I also know that Arjun got recently employed in a film that's coming out in 2022. Uh, Jason Ralph also got employed in a mini series that's coming out um, in a bit. Does suck because he's playing a groomer. Um, not that good. He's playing a high Maybe school. a dog groomer. No, he's playing a high school teacher who cheats on his wife with an underage girl. Not great for, not a great look, but you know, considering Elliot played the dude who got, uh, Hale played the dude who got his dick bit off in teeth, you know, we all have our battles. They're actors, They're they gotta actors. take work. They yeah, can. I also know Don't that. Don't hold it against them. I know, I'm not, I'm excited about it, actually. Um... I also know that Summer Bischel has been employed recently, but I don't know what she's in. What, are you going to become their agent? And I know that Olivia Taylor Dudley was recently in a horror film. She was in Paranormal 4, I think, or whatever. the Paranormal Activities? Yeah, the new Paranormal Activity movie. She's in that. 
um, which is five. Yeah, whatever four, number that five? is. I think it's four. No, this is the one that uh, takes place out in the Amish country. I don't know, but she's in one of them, huh. which just came out recently. I just read a review, which about is that exciting. Um, on my friend's website. But uh, yeah, that's uh, as much as I remember of everyone so far. But it's a All very right. well. Busy this time. isn't this isn't cast employment watch. Well, it's, you know, it's the normal. You asked people. me what was happening. I asked you about the normal. You people. asked me what was happening. Not the fancy people. Well, not the improv the con- Galaxy actors. Galaxy Con is happening. And the um, superstars. Galaxy Con. All right. Very good. All right. Well, guess what? What? I love you. I love you. Uh, it's time for us to <laughs> say goodbye. Yeah. Well, where can people find us? Where can people find you? You can find us at fillerandfather at gmail.com, fillerandfather on TikTok, and fillerandfather on Twitter. Send Please send us an email. Emails. Send your emails of we love you and support. Give and, us your reviews of the and show. Reviews of the Tell show. Tell us what your rare pairs are. We T- saw we saw Fapster, which was Ben in yeah. the Napster. Yeah. Um, we saw um, McQueen, which was Margot and the Fairy Queen. Right. We saw uh, Margot and Rue. Uh, we saw Elorian. And we saw Shout at least out to Bella. six different Bennies. Six different Bennies. All um, right. Yeah. And, so and where can they find you? You can find me at wow underscore underscore then on Twitter and at fishydwarls on Instagram and on Patreon, also under the name Evelyn Rogers, or you can find my website, EvelynLeeRogers.com. And you can find me at Mighty Bedbug on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, that's guess, it. Guess what they've done? They've logged on. And no, they've followed heard us. another well, they've, episode. They've listened to another episode of Fillory and, and Father. Yay! Yay. We, did, we it, did it, and you did it. Goodbye. Bye bye.